Welcome to the Unconventional Joy Podcast. This is your host, Christine Edinger. Well, hello, everyone. It's so good to be back with you guys almost two and a half months later. Isn't that crazy? It's been two and a half months since I have published an episode. And honestly, I won't get into a whole lot of the reasons why about, you know, why there's been such an, such an absence, but if you are a subscriber, you will get more detail. Um, I will walk you through some of the things that the Lord has brought me through over the last two and a half months, but for the sake of time and continuing on into our series, I won't cover all of that on this episode. So if you are a subscriber, you will get more in detail. I promise I will walk you through some of the things that the Lord has taught me about obedience and sin and self-righteousness and our thorns. And um, I just have to say, I'm just thankful for God's continuous pursuit of his children. Amen. So with that being said, I'm here out of obedience. The Lord revealed to me about a month ago that it was time to record another episode. And so I have had two episodes content-wise already done. I just have not hit the record button. Now, like I said, I'm not going to get into all the reasons why, but what happened was I was just straight up disobedient and I thought that it wasn't a big deal if I didn't move forward. And I knew eventually I would come back to it, but I attempted to control the timeline and the Lord just really in his gentle discipline showed me so much about who he is and who I am. And it reminded me so much of that last episode that, that I put out in June where you know, we covered two things about burnout. The reasons we burn out is the misbelief about who God is and the misalignment of our priorities. And both of those, when you end up, you know, having both of those things go wrong, you end up thinking that it's your own strength that has allowed you to complete any of your tasks in like every single day. And so that's where I found myself like completely tired and burned out and questioning like this podcast and so many other things. And so today it is 9.30 PM on September 12th. And this is the third attempt that I have made at recording this episode. I have to be here tonight after two failed attempts of attempting to record this episode. I told the Lord last night that I was ready to be obedient, that a small sin still nailed Jesus to the cross. And I just didn't believe that he cared that much if I recorded the episode or not. That was the reality of the situation. Like, oh, it's just an episode. It's just a podcast and it's just my podcast. But if you guys remember the very beginning when I first launch this podcast, it was clear that the, that the Lord wanted to speak to you guys through what he gave me to speak on. And so how selfish of me to just neglect that altogether and say, oh, it's just a little thing because to God, every little thing matters. 
First Peter 5, 7 says he cares about all the details. Amen. And I'm so thankful, but I'm also supposed to steward the small things well. So with that being said, we reviewed a little bit about the first episode in the Joy of Motherhood series. We specifically spoke on, you know, having your priorities straight, God, spouse, children, then your work, whether you work in or out of the home, those are your priorities. And we covered extensively Proverbs 31 in previous episodes. And then if those things were good and in order, then the other thing that caused burnout frequently was, you know, just what do you really believe about God? Do you believe that he is what powers you? Is he what gives you the electricity, the sustenance, all of the power that you're able to complete any task every single day, do you actually believe that it's his power or is there part of you that believes that you're doing it? It's a, it's a hard look at ourselves that we have to, you know, really reflect on. And that's where I've been at the last two and a half months. I don't know about you guys, but just when you think like, yeah, I am here by grace alone, there's something else that comes up and it's like, oh, wow. Nope. I thought that was all me, you know? So that was a recap of episode one of Joy and Motherhood. And today, like I said, I just want to push this episode out. I want to be obedient. I want to do finally what God asked me to do a month ago. And y'all know good and well, y'all know good and well, I believe in the sovereignty of God. So what I believe is that even if I would have been obedient a month ago, There are things, friends, that I just saw four days ago that I wouldn't have been able to see if I was obedient a month ago, right? Like that's the sovereignty of God. It's the most mysterious thing to me. And it's so beautiful to think that we will be learning about him for all of eternity. But I believe in the sovereignty of God. I'm here today. I'm saying yes. I confess my sin. I'm thankful for 1 John 1, 9 that says he is faithful to cleanse us of all unrighteousness when we come to him and we confess. So today, friends, tonight, (laughs) I just want to give you three short practical things that you can start your week with intentionally every single week. So I don't know about you, but if you're anything like me, before a new week starts, after I've taken my Sabbath, and we're going to get into Sabbath in just a moment, But before a new week starts, I really start thinking about the things that I need to get accomplished that week, whether it's homeschool, whether it's business, whether it's around the house, um, whether it's things that my husband asked me to do. I really start thinking and setting my intentions on those things. And so these three things, I really want you guys to start thinking about weekly as you set your intention on a new week. Okay. Number one. The, the, the first commandment, we see it in Matthew twenty two thirty seven where Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And so the first thing that I want you guys to literally create room in your schedules for is your time with Jesus, is your time to commune with the Father. Remember we talked about him being your power source. I want you to treat your schedule as if it could not function without time with the Father. That is what I've learned so heavily over the last two and a half months. It's a, it's an, 
it's honestly a lesson that I feel like I continuously learn. And thank you, Jesus, for your grace, because every time at the end of my humanity, I find myself thinking I can go a few days not in the word. And I am not sustained unless I'm communing with the Father. Nothing else will work. You might have some success here and there. You might, you know, homeschool might go great. You might have some really great conversations with your kids. You might have some success at work, whatever. But nothing is going to be sustained if you're not connected to the power source. Okay. So take the time, schedule the time. Like when you look at your week and your intentions for the week, Schedule your schedule around the time with the Lord, not the other way around. Don't just try to fit him in, but move everything else around the time that you create to spend with him. Okay, that's what it means to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. He is first. Don't give him the leftovers. And then why? Why? We're talking about joy and motherhood here. Why do we do that? Because he's the, he's the source. In Exodus chapter 16, we see Moses leading the Israelites. And they. it says in scripture, it says that God humbled them and gave them a hunger. And the reason he did that is because until they had that deep hunger, they weren't dependent on him. And isn't that true, friends, that in our lives, like when things are going good, then we don't feel like we have a dependence on Christ. But when we are hungry, we we notice that something is wrong and that we have a need for Jesus. And he provides. We see in Exodus chapter 16 that he provided manna. They called it manna, which simply means what is it? Because it it was provided for them by God. And so until we actually recognize that there's a need, we don't really actually think we need and we're we're, we're not dependent on Christ. Amen. And so we go to him for our manna every single day, every day. Wake up and believe that you're hungry and you need to be filled back up. And then lastly, with this first point of communing with the father, making that sweet time to speak and have conversation with Jesus because his grace is sufficient. We see in 2 Corinthians 12, 9. That in our weakness, oh, thank you, Jesus, your power is made perfect. Your grace is sufficient. And so we can go to him. We need to go to him every single day because our flesh is weak. As long as we are in these physical bodies, our flesh is weak. But God's grace is sufficient, meaning he will equip you for every good work for that day. He will supply all of your needs. We see it time and time again in scripture. So that first point, again, when you're setting your intention for the week, schedule your entire days around spending time with the Lord, regardless of what that looks like. Like it could be during your workout. It could be your journal and Bible time, your study time. It could be like when you're, you know, you know that you have quiet time away from the kids, whatever it is, schedule it, schedule it, prioritize him 
because he is where the joy is and you're not going to have joy in motherhood or in any relationship, period. And you're not going to be able to serve well if you're not connected to him. He is the source. Number two, create routines. Hmm. So I, gosh, a lot of you are probably thinking, well, Christine, I'm just not a scheduled type of person. I'm not a routine type of gal. You know what? Neither was I. Neither was I. When my husband met me, he, he's talked about this a lot when he thinks about my growth as a person, how much the Lord has really brought me through and carried me through these years. He tells people when I met Christine, the clothes that she would wear most frequently were in the trunk of her car. That's how chaotic my life was. But friends, don't use the excuse, I fly by the seat of my pants, or I just wing it as a reason to live in chaos and disorder. 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, God is not a God of disorder, or God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. God loves order. In fact, his character is perfectly planned out. He's not reckless. He's not out of control. He's not chaotic. And we are to emulate him. And so throw out that, I fly by the seat of my pants. Oh, I just wing it. Cut it out. If you are a believer in Christ Jesus, we are called to greater heights than just winging it. We have the capability through Christ Jesus, empowered by Holy Spirit, to have a life of order. Okay, so maybe maybe you actually desire it, but you're not really sure how to incorporate it. That's great. Like the desire is there. So you're a step ahead. If you don't desire it, pray for it. Right. We, we seek God for all things. And if it aligns with who he is, you best believe that he wants to give that to you. Amen. So pray for the desire, if you don't have it, to be an individual that loves order, that thrives off of routine, because it will emulate his character. But if you have the desire and you're just not sure how to incorporate it, hang out with people who do know how to incorporate it. The last two and a half years, I put myself around people who were more wise than me when it came to scheduling and when it came to time management. And so if you want to reach out to me, I have resources. I have my my best time management tips. I have a schedule um, of time blocking that includes my household and work responsibilities as well as homeschool. So if you want to email me, message me on Facebook, Instagram, ask me for those resources. I would love to share them with you because fact of the matter is we cannot grow in the fruits of the spirit, which are include self-control and discipline when our life is completely in chaos, when there's no rhythm or rhyme to it. A brain that loves chaos is a brain that is used to chaos and trauma throughout their lives. God created you for so much more than that because he wants his character to be reflected. God is not a God of chaos. Amen. So number two, create routines. And number three, ask for help before you get to the burnout phase. 
actually, let me, let me back up to number two real quick. I'm sorry. It just occurred to me as I was reading the burnout phase of number three, it occurred to me like another thing about routines. Let me just give you all a very clear example. If you know exactly the workout that you're going to do when you wake up in the morning, you head out to your garage, how much more likely are you going to complete it? Way more likely than if you don't know what workout you're going to do and you wake up that morning and you wing it and you start scrambling trying to find a workout. A routine and order saves you like physiologically saves you the stress and the emotion that it's going to cause if you scramble. When you scramble in life and when there's no routine set in place and no structure, you're spending twice the energy with the emotional component because it's stressing you out and it's overwhelming you than if you would just follow what you have in place. Do a little bit of work and think beforehand and create those routines in a, a, a very simple schedule. I like to call it a skeleton framework. It doesn't have to be rigid, but it needs to be there because it will save you the mental energy and the emotional overwhelm. Okay, that was just a side point. Number three, ask for help before you get to the burnout phase. Like literally, before you get there, don't wait until you're like, in total tears, which that might happen sometimes. Truly, it might happen and that's okay. But there is a reason that God commands us to rest. I take a Sabbath from social media every single weekend for 24 hours. Social media is where I do my work. Therefore, I put it away for a full 24 hours for a few reasons. Number one, God commands it. It's that simple. That should be the only reason, right? Number two, I love the feeling of when I get to come back on social media, I'm rejuvenated and ready to serve people. Okay. Like there is something to be said about when you actually take a break from your work and then you come back, you're way more likely to serve better. And especially on Sabbath, I am taking that time totally undistracted to spend with my family and to spend in the presence of God worshiping. And so, of course, I feel refueled after that day. So take Sabbath. And in my opinion, that I put it under number three, asking for help, because you're going to the Lord for help. You're acknowledging your need and your dependence on him every single weekend. I look forward to that time because I know he is going to fill me up. I know it. Amen. But also by going to God, also go to your helpmate, your spouse. If you're listening and you have a spouse, go to your helpmate. If you're listening and you don't have a spouse, ask friends. There's so many things that the body of Christ can step in and help you with before you get to that state of being completely overwhelmed. For instance, I have a neighbor two doors down and her husband works out of town Monday through Thursday. And I just told her, she's got three boys, three small boys, six and under. And I told her, I was like, if you ever just need to drop them off one afternoon, please do. Like I would much rather her have that time, like just a break, right? then get herself into a place of complete overwhelm and burnout 
there that is what the body of Christ is for. In Galatians 6, 2, it says, bear one another's burdens. And so if you know of a mom who maybe doesn't have a spouse, step in where she needs you to. She is literally your sister in Christ. Y'all have the same Abba Father. If you would do it for your blood sister, you absolutely need to do it for your sister in Christ. I would, I would go a step further and say more so because she is your sister in Christ. And if you have a husband, you can't control how he responds. And I'm not saying this is not your permission to go up to your husband and say, if you would just clean this and this and this and this. No, that's not what I'm saying here. What I am saying is allow yourself to be vulnerable with your helpmate that God has given you and ask for help. Just recently, over the last two and a half months, my husband and I had a very intentional conversation about household responsibilities. And he is much better at two of the chores in our house and, and keeping up with them consistently. And he said, if you'll continue to keep up with the rest of the house, I'll take these two off your plate. And because of my own pride and my own spirit of independence, I wasn't going to him and asking for help. Although I knew these two chores were super overwhelming to me, but go to them. Ask them for help. Have a conversation about whose strengths are what within the home. You are each other's helpmate in the same way that you are called to help him with his work, praying for him before he leaves for work, being supportive and listening to him when he talks about his day, making your home the safe place of peace for him to come home to. Y'all are each other's helpmate. So before you get incredibly burned out, confess your pride and your spirit of independence and ask for help. Okay, so three very practical things that you can start setting your your intentions on every week. Taking the time to spend with Jesus, creating your entire schedule around that. And then secondly, when you do that, he's going to empower you to create routines. And then third, ask for help before you get to the burnout stage. Don't wait till you're there because the recovery period will be much longer if you've waited till you're completely burned out and fizzled to the ground. However, in God's sovereignty, he does allow us to go there sometimes because it's sometimes there when we are at the pit of, you know, just the deepest place of burnout that we just had that real realization of, wow, I truly cannot sustain myself, Lord. I desperately need you. And whenever we had those realizations, we walk back into the world with such great purpose and knowing who the adversary is and understanding his schemes that he attempts to put on us so much more. Like We are just so much more equipped once we come to those realizations. We are, uh, there's just a fire. I don't know if, if, if it's like that for y'all, but for me, a fire is relit when I come to those realizations because I realize his grace carries me and it's sufficient. I like nothing and neither do you. So next week, I am going to walk you through 
we'll call them like the four S's maybe, S4, I don't know, maybe y'all can come up with a really cute term and we'll get it coined or something, but it's more of moment by moment every single day. So today we looked at weekly intentions to prevent burnout and have joy in motherhood. And next week, we're really going to take a look at when you start noticing that discomfort or that you know, discontentment or the irritability, what you need to do moment by moment. There's four different things. Two of them are more of an inward reflection and the other two are outward application after you've done that inward reflection. So I'm really looking forward to that next week. And like I said, the subscribers will get a little bit more of, you know, some intimate details about where I've been over the last two and a half months and just how the Lord has been so gentle and sweet with me um, and just encourage you guys further on those subscription episodes. But as always, if you have any questions, feedback, concerns, anything, please feel free to email me at the unconventional joy podcast at gmail.com or you can find me at any platform listed below in the show notes. I hope you all have a blessed week and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.